So you're listening to WKNC 88.1. I'm DJ Beowulf. Very excited to sit down with the uh, creators and venue owners of uh, the Raleigh Downtown Music Venue Employee Fund, which is currently up and running, um, uh, an up and running campaign to uh, pay for the employees of these venues, as said in the title. But we're going to dig into a little bit more about that and find out all of the background information and let our audience know why it matters. Uh, if you gentlemen would like to go down the line and introduce yourselves and what you do, that would be fantastic. I'll start. I'm Van Austin. I'm one of the owners at Slims. I'll go next. I'm Adam Linsett. I'm the owner of the Poor House Music Hall and Record Shop. Hey, I'm Tim uh, Lemuel. I'm one of the owners of the Wicked Witch. Hey, I'm Paul. Uh, I'm one of the owners of Kings. I am Chris Malarkey from the Lincoln Theater. And I am Jonas. Uh, I co-founded the Raleigh Tea Campaign. Once again, thank you all for being here. I believe that's everyone who had to introduce themselves. Uh, first and foremost, for those who are unaware of the campaign, um, just give a little background information as to who started it and what is it for? Well, um, the, the campaign, which one? The fund or? Do the fund first and then we'll okay, talk cool. about Raleigh T's content. All I heard was the campaign, I apologize. That's okay, I should have specified. The campaign is on the brain for sure. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> One night, my wife Lacey and I were talking about starting a fund for our venue, specifically when uh, this all happened. And within a couple of minutes of talking about it, uh, we started thinking outside of ourselves and realized that everybody's in the same situation. This is a time rather than all of us fighting for the same dollars that everyone has to contribute to keeping these places alive. It made better sense to team up and approach us as a single unit going forward for you know what we feel are the the core venues of downtown um that really hold the music scene together on a daily basis so i reached out to tim and van and paul and malarkey and you know we got together a day or two later and you know started putting our heads together and uh it was really great to finally work side by side with all these fellows that were usually fighting for the same space throughout the same year, though we're always friendly with each other. It's, uh, it's kind of just the reality of the world. So uh, being able to just, you know, chit chat, trying to censor myself, uh, you know, back and forth on this group text thread that we have going, uh, you know, we've been bugging each other at six in the morning at two, a, two in the morning. So it's been a constant thing around the clock and it's been really great working with everyone side by side to raise money for the folks that we rely on daily to put the shows on. Um, now you used the phrase, uh, support the folks that put these shows on and such. Can you provide a little bit more insight, whether you, Adam, or any of the other um, affiliates, uh, who exactly is receiving these funds um, for the campaign? I'll take this one home. Uh, this is going to the door people, to the bartenders, and to our sound tech people. They're the people who are, you know, that you always see but you never really notice. We're the faces of the bars, but they're the people who actually keep things running. And they're the people who are gonna hurt the most. Uh, they're tipped employees for the most part. And when the tips aren't coming in, it really cuts down. So this is a pretty much a way for folks to give them the tips that they would normally give them in a way to keep them alive. Now, is this uh, the same uh, blanket across all of the venues? Like these are the individuals that are receiving funding? Yes. Uh, yeah. Splitting it up evenly. It's 
There's no kind of uh, weighted distribution. Everybody gets the same cut from all the employees. And, and graciously, some of our employees who have other jobs that are still employed and don't need the money have backed out. So that gives a larger cut for the people who really need it. Well, that's incredibly kind. Um, what percentage of your organizations, you can obviously spitball this, but roughly how many uh, individuals would you estimate are receiving this funding? Well, we totaled it up this morning and it's 43 people that are receiving it. Wow, it's a pretty big number and you guys are doing incredible work. Um, in order to raise this money, how have you been promoting the fund and where can audience members access it? Somebody else want to take that one? <laughs> I think we've all been pushing it like pretty heavily on social media. Um, it's gotten, you know, I, I've, <laughs> Van's uh, <laughs> birthday goal was to uh, get people to donate and he would get that nice uh, do that he's got. Um, uh, I, I think a lot of local media has kind of picked up on it. A lot of local restaurants have shared, um, but it, it was mostly a social campaign. Uh, and where can they access it, audience members who are interested in donating? Venmo. And if you just look up Raleigh Venues, that's where you contribute. Um, I've noticed some other campaigns have been run via GoFundMe and other collection sites. What was the purpose of choosing Venmo as opposed to another host? Because <laughs> we were morons. <laughs> But, but uh, we actually our original reason for doing that is so that that we wouldn't have to worry about hitting a like a mark and, not, and to receive the money but also to, to get a better a bigger cut of the money to go towards the employees as opposed to GoFundMe where it's GoFundMe is a little more public but you, you lose a cut of the money and you also um, have to hit a mark before you're able to take the money out interesting I was actually unaware of that fact um, uh, what if someone has uh, or doesn't have a Venmo can they contribute in another fashion Yes, uh, we've had a whole lot of people that have contributed to the bar owners directly, and then the bar owners get it into the Venmo campaign. Um, I guess, and please don't take this as any insult whatsoever, is there any method of accountability for making sure that that happens? It's pretty, pretty transparent, yeah. It, you can see all the transactions that take place on the whole entire thing, so it, that's, that's another reason we used uh, Venmo and a, a, a thing like that so we can definitely track it. And if anybody wanted to take a look, we can always show them. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can definitely just go to any Venmo accounts page and see it all there, which is certainly a benefit as you pointed out. Um, at this point, has any of the money been distributed yet? We're doing that today. Doing that today. So is it going to be on a rolling basis? Do you have like a two week payout system or? We have some monthly, monthly uh, and weekly goals to make. Uh, that we're trying to hit before we pay out. But I, I bet if we didn't hit the goals, we still pay out probably uh, bi-weekly. Absolutely. Um, and I guess, how is the money being distributed? Well, it turns out, it turns out that uh, you can't distribute more than $3,000 a week on Venmo. So this morning when we distributed $14,620. Congratulations. Our, I wrote out 43 personal checks out of, we put the money in my account and well, we were putting it in $3,000 at a time. <laughs> Fortunately, I had a little bit tucked away and I put it in my account and wrote out checks this morning. But 
that's why I keep laughing every time we talk about the distribution because we literally had no idea that you can only, only distribute $3,000 a week. They don't really tell you that when you make an account, no. But I guess yeah. it means that you guys have had incredible success in raising the money. Um, my next question, which wasn't on the sheet that I provided you, a little audience insight there. Um, can you talk a little bit about the public reception regarding this fund? Um, how people have uh, discussed it with you and what people seem to be saying regarding it? Paul, why don't you chime in here? Hey, hey. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's funny you said it like that because I really haven't seen very many people. <laughs> oh. Um, um, but I've just gotten... Yes, you will. Um, when the campaign first started, there was some questions about what it was and um, how people, I've, I've got like three people, I think, sending me checks, which I will do like Van's done and put that money into the Venmo account. Um, but most of the correspondence for me was just people happy that, I mean, just excited that what Adam started I mean, I think anybody that knows us knows we all get along pretty well anyway, but from the outside, I think people kind of have a perception that bar owners and venue owners probably have some friction. Um, but, from the same pool, you gotta. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to fight for the cut. We do have to fight for the cut sometimes, that's true. But, but. but not now. It's actually really excellent to see you all coming together. Um, one question that I neglected to ask earlier was, why, uh, why the five of you and why these specific venues? If there are um, further triangle venues and other locations in Raleigh specifically. Well, well I, think most, I think most of us are located you know, within walking distance of each other. We're all in the heart of downtown. Um, you know, if you look at a lot of bands, I mean, there's a lot of bands that started out at Slim's and have graduated to Kings and the Poor House and the Lincoln. And, you know, it's, I think the, the relationship that all of us have, is kind of based off of one another, you know, bands come up, bands go down. Uh, we're all friends with all the same musicians. Uh, it's, it's a pretty uh, tight knit group from, from my viewpoint. Um, I, I would assume everybody else feels the same way, but I mean, I, I think there's, you know, a, a deep connection between all five venues. I mean, I've, I've known a lot of these guys for 20 plus years, um, you know, venues come and go, but I mean, I think collectively between all five venues, I mean, we've been around a long time. Yeah. And, and also, you know, there is other places, there are other places to see music downtown, but we're basically venues and that's it. You know, there are other places where you can, that, that are uh, sandwich shops and restaurants where they have music, but we are just plainly venues. And so that gives us more of a bond, I believe. Absolutely. Um, for someone who, and while I disagree, there are skeptics out there. Uh, for someone who says that, you know, people shouldn't donate, your staff members should just file unemployment so much. Uh, what is the validity of this fund? Like what purpose do you serve in the community? Um, why is it important that they donate to this? Uh, I, think it tipped, I think tipped employees don't ever, don't ever get the same access to unemployment just because of being cashed and tipped employees. I think they just have a different uh, shake when it comes down to, to filing for unemployment. So I think it's important to take, take care of those type of people. Mm -hmm. and, and also, it's, 
a lot of it is people reaching out to us wanting to know how they can help our employees. And it's not necessarily us, you know, begging for money for our employees. It's more of a reaction to what can we do to help these folks that we normally see two or three nights a week. How can we help them out? And this gives them an opportunity to do that. I don't think um, that may have been a bit of a cynics question. And from my perspective and many of the individuals that I know, I think it's uh, incredibly obvious what purpose these venues serve as being, um, you know, the heart of the Raleigh community where artists like are born and flourish. Um, and it also creates like a community beyond the artist circle because people can just come and hang out and exist within these spaces that you've curated. Uh, and for us to lose employees or the venues themselves would be um, an incredible strike to what makes Raleigh great. Um, pivoting back towards the fund itself though, I'm aware that a couple venues um, are running more than one fund. Um, how are you balancing doing both of those and how, uh, how is it split between multiple venues? Well, this fund is- Neptunes. <clears throat> this fund is for employees of the <laughs> venues. Uh, other people have different funds for, you know, helping out with their rent or helping keep things going for the bar, but we specifically, when we talked about this, made sure that everyone knew that this was only to the people who work for us. Um, then Are I guess I'll talk to you. <laughs> I was wondering if someone had like a bird in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like someone's dog's squeaky toy. Yeah, yeah. my cat's. Like I, that might be my dog. I've got a puppy at home. I stay at home day for the foreseeable future. I've got a puppy and two kids running rampant. So. <laughs> well, if the puppy ever comes over, feel free to bring it into frame. Uh, would certainly be a good click. Where's my kitty cat? Oh, hello, kitty. Um, but before we get too terribly off track, um, would y'all be comfortable discussing funds that are in place to keep the venues open? As I think it's important to um, make people aware of all of the challenges you're facing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm running uh, uh, one right now, uh, the Raleigh Queer Venue Initiative um, for Ruby Deluxe and uh, Knight Rider and, and, and Wicked Witch all at once. And that those that fund, along with the Venmo, which is, um, which is uh, Ruby Deluxe, uh, the Wicked Witch, on Venmo are are split between the the venues and the and the and the staff um, on a staff meeting and talking about it level and, and deciding what we should, what we should do with the money and how where it should go and and, and uh, whether it goes towards uh, some folks on my staff that, that have had some grocery issues or some rent issues on their own and then also our our our, our venues which we've uh, received a little bit of leniency on one of the venues, but not no leniency whatsoever on, on, the, on the other venues. So uh, so we definitely started a little a private one to make sure that we stay, we're there when people um, are able to go back. Yeah. yeah, and we set up a fund as well um, that is intended to go to operating expenses to cover things like rent. Um, to be, you know, 100% transparent, our rent is, you know, scratching at $9,000 a month. And at this moment if we're able if we're forced to close for three months and the current uh the current feedback from our landlord is that our rent will be deferred we don't have to pay it right now but we will have to pay it in the future spread out over a year so if it's three months that we're down because of this that's twenty seven thousand dollars that we have to 
pull out of thin air basically because we don't have that mm -hmm. uh, to pay for the rent uh, with this new CARES Act that was just uh, put through over the weekend. Um, in theory, could allow us to put our staff back on payroll. It could allow us to have rent forgiven completely by the government. Uh, and in the case that that does happen, anything that is left in that fund that no longer needs to go to operating expenses because it's now covered and we basically hit the pause button and we don't owe anybody else any money, we can kick all that money back into the employee fund to be distributed between everybody. I think I'm all of us are extremely hopeful about the CARE Act. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in the CARE Act basket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, for us, it's not, uh, may not cover every dollar, but it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be what has to happen for tons of restaurants and bars to open again. And we're closed to no, you know, no fault of our own. We were all operating perfectly adequate businesses above 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 ground we had we had happy people and happy people coming to see us and happy people working you know the you know this is like a disaster without the government having to pay to rebuild roads and electricity grids and all that so as far as i can tell this is the right thing for the government to do because this is a disaster mm -hmm. but you don't have trillions of dollars of infrastructure to pay for you simply have billions of dollars of people to help them pay for their, you know, life necessities. Um, hey, real quick, Paul, do you mind if I use that as Slim's next tagline? Slim, a perfectly adequate venue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that might be too high praise for Slim. <laughs> Um, now, this may be um, kind of a given, but for individuals who aren't keeping up with the news and stuff, um, is it correct to say that your venues are closed entirely at the moment? For example, I know that the Four House also has a record shop. Is that also closed? The record shop is closed. Uh, over the last week, we were operating uh, the record shop for delivery and pickup. Mm -hmm. uh, we definitely had a couple orders, nothing overwhelming or the volume that we would normally see. Um, you know, five orders a day, four orders a day, some days none. Um, I think the first day we did it, we had like seven orders. So uh, there's not a lot of work for folks to be doing. All of my staff, I'm keeping them, uh, the people that are trying to keep busy, they're, they've got records at home that they're cataloging. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to be doing everything I can to pay them as much as I can for that work as well in the meantime. Um, and, uh, yeah, besides that, we shift, we switched over to shipping only yesterday. Um, so, you know, we're slowly building on, building on that, trying to figure it out. Um, it's not something we definitely were not prepared for. So it's been a lot of fumbling, trying to figure out the best method forward for, uh, building an online store with an inventory of, you know, 7,000 things. So right. it's been a little bit of a bear to deal with, but. We're getting there and getting close and hopefully in the next week or two, week and a half, we'll have something much easier to navigate with a much easier checkout process, automated shipping and all that good stuff to make it easier for the customer to purchase and see what we have. Uh, Slims is flat out closed. Yeah. yeah they're Ruby, Knight Rider, and Wicked Witch are closed. And the Lincoln's closed till May 28th at the absolute soonest. Uh, the only thing that I am doing is 
rescheduling shows and I'm selling t-shirts out of my bedroom <laughs> and that's about it. Now regarding, um, I'm going to, Adam's quote was doing everything that you can. Uh, and we had earlier talked about community involvement. This is Jonas's cue. If he's still listening. Um, uh, I wanted to ask a couple questions about the Raleigh tea, if he is available, as I know that that is a, um, non-affiliated startup that is contributing um, at least partially to the Raleigh Downtown Music Venue Employee Fund. I Correct. should memorize the acronym by now, but I haven't. I, I, I haven't either. I, people keep asking me to explain it. Like I, like I had to type it in for new for iHeartRadio, and I was just like, "What is it? Is it Downtown Music Venues Fund, Raleigh Music Venues Fund?" I, I have to go back and forth, so I don't feel bad. You're contributing and you kind of know it, so you're good. Um, let's just talk about this because you are one of the largest, um, as I said, non-affiliated startups that is trying to pump money into this fund. Um, but I know that this is not the only campaign to which you are contributing. So let's just back it up a little bit. Um, what is the Raleigh Tea and what was it? It's, what was its inception? So literally um, a week ago today, pretty much, I was getting off of work from my home desk and I was clocking out and going uh, into the kitchen. And I looked at my roommate, Austin Chapel, who co-founded it with me. I looked at his screen and he just got like a shirt with that symbol on it and like two stickers. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. That's like a really cool idea. Um, and he was like, yeah, I, I wish we could like sell it. And I was like, I mean, we can't. Um, and he, well, well, then we thought about, well, who gets it? And I was like, well, it's my life the turmoil of my life is the fact that I don't have music and, and downtown life right now, because that's just kind of what I did. And I realized that those are the people also in turmoil. Mm -hmm. So if we just, if we just make something, cause I, I, with my work in music, I, I have connections with the venues. I know most of these people I have connection with, with merchandising and stuff like that. I was like, I can put something together very fast to get money into people's hands. Um, with because it's split between y'all's fund and it's split between the nc what's now the nc restaurant workers fund it originally was the triangle one um and it's just kind of we i i think i messaged uh jessica who works for adam and i messaged mike uh who works at slims and i messaged Kay, who works at like wicked witch and i i think i literally just dm'd kings and yeah. Right. Yeah, I just DM'd Kings and uh, I was just like, hey, we want to do this. We don't really know what's going to happen, but I got to do something because I spent the first week of my life just incredibly helpless. And I couldn't imagine feeling that helpless and like needing the help because I, I have the privilege of, of working from home right now. My life is not really in full turmoil the way some people's had. So it just kind of started from there and it has taken off in a mildly overwhelming manner but in a good way um we're past 500 shirts um we're trying to get a new colorway coming we're working really hard to somehow get durham kind of the same the same help that they need as well but they're just smaller and it's it's harder to organize um but it, it's just it's just been my act of service that i can do because the last two years these guys venues have have been a huge part of my life and i just wanted in some way to return the favor Really powerful statements uh, to use what is clearly the most cliche phrase ever. So powerful. Uh, yes. But genuinely, the work that everyone in this call is doing, um, myself excluded, is incredibly important. Um, and you're making a, a huge impact on these communities. For clarification, though, Jonas, this was not 
um, something that you had planned with the venues. This was just like a, a startup of your own design with your roommate. Yeah, literally we planned everything out. We made the shop online and I was like, when do we go live? We should go live here. And I, and I just from, again, my work in music, I understand the, the impact of social media. And I was just like, if we can all announce this at the same time or close to the same time and get as many eyes on it as possible, there's a chance that we can actually like really do something here. So it was just a matter of we made everything and then we asked everybody like, hey, can you post this? It was, it was as simple as that. Are you comfortable talking numbers regarding uh, prices of the merchandise, where someone can access the merchandise and current sales going towards the uh, North Carolina Restaurant Workers Fund and the Downtown Music Employee Fund? I'm fairly comfortable. Uh, my business partner, I get, not even business partner, my, literally my roommate, Austin, he handles most of the numbers like uh, in real time. Um, but I, I can kind of, uh, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable. Uh, um, or whatever you'd like to. So yeah, uh, we're past $10,000 in sales. Um, and because of uh, the work we've done with uh, a friend of his, Shelly, um, and uh, I think her company's name is W Compliments, we basically have been able to make these shirts at under $4 a shirt, um, which is, normally you wouldn't be that transparent, but we're not a, a merchandising company. So that's a lot of money now that's gonna be able to go to uh, straight to these funds and straight to the people because we're not we're not doing anything but that um, So that's gonna roughly translate. It's it should be around at this moment about three three thousand per uh, fund. I've, I've got a question for you. When are you gonna distribute? As soon as Facebook gives us the money um, it, <laughs> The issue with Facebook it, Facebook shop is that it's incredibly new um, and so they don't even really know how most of this stuff works, how we think it works and how it says on the website, at least, is that once we've fulfilled the orders, uh, once the orders have shipped, they will give us access to those funds within a certain amount of business days. Yeah, um, well, welcome to our world trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, exactly. No, when you, when you said the, the thing about Venmo, I was just like, yeah, I, I mean, how would you know that? And yeah. it's the same thing with Facebook shop. It's like, um, like this will this will be live by then we we put a new colorway up on the shop like four hours ago we don't know why it's not on there right now we can't announce it until it goes up um we're just waiting for facebook shop to do its thing and so it's just it's just a weird process but hopefully we're trying to get it as soon as possible um just because we know like you guys are trying to like uh with how the split it was it was like what 200 person you guys are aiming for uh the split today was $340 per person. That's awesome. So we know with, with splitting it, it, it just, it's easier for y'all just in general, uh, just to get it as quickly as we can. So we're working on that. And, and part, of the, part of the reason that we distributed today is because obviously it's the end of the month and we want yeah. people to have all the money in their pocket when it's time to pay rent. Yes. Um, regarding Jonas, going back to the Raleigh Tea, um, how long do you anticipate this campaign running? Uh, that's a little bit tricky. Um, it's hard to project forward because I think that it's, it's a realistic thing to say that while there's, there's a lot of people that are really generous right now and really want to give right now, there's just always that anxiety in the back of my head that that's not always going to be the, the case, but we will be doing this as long as people are buying the shirts. We will be filling these as long as that is what people are doing. And then once, we've attempted some sense of normalcy again when people are allowed to go back into venues and people are allowed to work that's when it's going to end like when when the people who were trying to help 
can go and make their money doing what they were doing before all this happened, that's when it will probably end. Um, could you say the same for the Music Venue Employees Fund? Just generalized question. Uh, as in, how long will it run? It'll, run? it'll run as long as it's needed and as long as people still keep contributing. Mm -hmm. So I guess on that note, um, how can audience members get connected with you and your businesses? Because it's towards the end of the interview, if you would go ahead and list um, the Venmos for all of the funds, whether it's the Raleigh Music Venue Employee Fund or individualized funds that you're running to pay your rent, to pay for other venues, um, or as well as the Raleigh Tea itself, I would love to make sure that that uh, information is transparent and public. Um, I will definitely be sure to put it in the description of the YouTube video as well. Well, I think for the sake of <clears throat> sake of this meeting and conversation that we've been having today, uh, the focus needs to be on the Raleigh Downtown Music Venue Fund. Doing uh, it. So uh, at Venmo at Raleigh dash downtown dash music venue dash venues. Uh, find that on Venmo. If you don't have Venmo, feel free to reach out to any of us directly. Um, all of our information is on our websites, on our social media. We're all stuck inside, so we're all glued to our phones and computers. We're very easy to get in touch with right now. So um, if you can't get in touch with us via Venmo to donate, um, hit us up individually, the venues, Facebook pages, their websites, uh, find us, we're out there. Um, and do you have any comments or lingering statements to share with the audience? Um, any thank yous or uh, relevant, important recommendations? Yes, I'd like to just thank everyone from Adam for putting this together, uh, from to Tim who named our group chat worst boy band ever. Uh, <laughs> and I want to say that, you know, I was not completely altruistic in doing this. I did get a free haircut out of it. <laughs> a damn nice haircut. <laughs> I want to thank Jonas. I had no idea that was going to happen. And Jonas just went ahead and, you know, jumped in and uh, I found out maybe a day after it started and just, you know, that makes, I think collectively that makes us all feel like we're, we've not made complete catastrophe of our lives <laughs> that, you know, pretty well. Someone also needs to mention Ken over at the uh, old Oak city meatball shop, a who, uh, he had a yep. day where he gave 25% of his sales to the venue fund. Wow, that's awesome. And 2112 uh, also contributed uh, two days worth of sales to us too. Uh, Tony over at 2112 came by uh, on our, one of our last days open and was, was all in on it, so. Tony and 2112 are extremely supportive of all of our venues and we love them. Well, uh, WKNC, uh, I'll speak as general manager for a second, uh, is incredibly hopeful regarding this fund. Um, we are glad to just promote it even a little bit simply because we work with all of you so often and uh, so extensively. Um, it is without a doubt a fact that if any of the venues were <coughs> so too would our connections to our audience and uh, to like the culture surrounding local music in general. Uh, so it is not only like our duty to have a hand in helping with this, but uh, to make all of this information publicly aware to perhaps, you know, spur some further involvement. Um, 
So thank you for everything that you do both online with this fund and in person with all of the shows and promotional events that you put on. Um, there would be no arts culture without these five venues. Well, thanks for the interview and thanks for the voice. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So much for having us. Um, yeah. I will be sure to include all of this information in the description and I will send you uh, the links later. I hope you all have a wonderful day, but before I hang up, any questions, comments, concerns? Uh, well, I guess you can find us at uh, facebook.com slash uh, the Raleigh T. That's T-E-E. -E. If you do not have Facebook, don't want to give Zuckerberg your credit card information, which is something that I've gotten a lot. Um, just email us at the Raleigh T. That's T-E-E -E, at gmail.com. We will find a way to work around it um, just so we can get help to, again, literally just what makes Raleigh special is what you guys do own what you do every single every single day you're allowed to do it and i really look forward to the day you're allowed to do it again yeah um and i guess that uh is the next note it's also very important to uh support these workers that we've talked about who are on a tip based or lower wage salary um who make these things happen of course the owners are important for creating these establishments but they wouldn't function without the workers themselves so thank you for being um jokingly or well not jokingly but altruistic enough just to steal um malarkey's phrase um altruistic enough to put this together and for caring about your workers in ways that a lot of businesses don't and thank there you, you all so much thank you thank you this will go live ASAP. I'd like to thank you all for talking with us today and for the podcast version. You've been listening to WKNC 88.1. <laughs> Beowulf out. Out. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you.